Here we are. We're live. Thrival the fittest. We're back. It's been two weeks. We had some, uh, you know, I, I'm not a big uh, advocate of excuses, but I was in Vegas for a week. You were in Vegas for a week. Um, it just, it just, you know, shit, shit happens, man. Right. Yeah. Um, but we've learned from our mistakes and we're here, you know, uh, episode 33, Thrival the Fittest. Uh, Ross Poindexter, Glenn Dawson of Reset You Fitness. We're here. We're live. Um, how are you? How are you? Are you good? I'm feeling good, dude. I'm feeling yeah. shipper. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. WebM- WebMD says I have cancer on my shoulder. You should probably never do that again. Yeah. Stop WebMD. Yeah. I feel like yeah. every, every road that starts with a WebMD ends with cancer. Yeah. How, let, let us know. How many of you guys listening to this have just like seen something that might be off on your body? It's just, it's not the same, right? So then you Google what your symptoms are or whatever you want to call it. And then it just comes up and it's like, you're about to die. And I, that's what I did last night. I looked it up. I was laying in bed. I was like, what is this? And it's, Google's like, you're dying. Go say your last wishes, everybody. Like, tell your loved ones this is it. This is it for you. And now I've been freaking out for the last day. Uh, vented to Glenn earlier, and you made me feel like I'm not dying anymore. So I appreciate that. Yeah, you got a lot of negative mental head chatter going on right now. Um, no, 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 no. It's the WebMD um, that did it. But we blocked it, it off. Yeah, I, I just it, you it know accepted you for sure. It, if 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 something tells you that you're dying, you know, it's going to bring, you know, it's, it's kind of sketch, you know, but I'm good now. And, you know, I'm not afraid of death. Whoa, that was weird. No, I'm not going to die. Um, Let's talk about another fear though. Like a lot of people have a fear yeah. of failure, like a deep seated one. That's there's a, fact. a lot of people who have done a ketogenic diet and it hasn't mm-hmm. worked for them or they've hit a plateau and they've got this deep seated fear that it yeah. will not work for them ever again yeah so what we're going to go over today boys and girls is how to break through your keto plateau if you've hit a wall on keto and you're not losing body fat percentage you're not losing weight anymore what are you going to do next we're going to show you what's wrong and how to fix it but before we jump into that we got to talk about what's the main reason you would do the ketogenic diet in the first place anyways like why would you do it What's the point? Yeah. Is it a fad diet? Is it worth it? Is it right for you? Is it wrong for you? Yeah. How do you know? <clears throat> well, Ross, I'm going <laughs> to dive you, in. How do you the, know? The ketogenic diet is correct for you if you have an insulin problem. And you're like, what the hell does that mean, Glenn? Well, yeah. Don't WebMD that. Don't WebMD if you have an insulin problem. That's all I got to say. No, don't WebMD if you have an insulin problem. But <laughs> here's the thing. In the U.S., in the year of 2014, the CDC released that over 66.6% of our U.S. population is overweight or obese. So over half, two-thirds of the population in 2014, the numbers have gotten worse, boys and girls. It's worse now. It's more than two-thirds. It's probably three-fourths now, which if you're a math major, that's a much bigger fraction. It's a big number. So there's not a lot of healthy people left, right? Now, the main reason 
for people being overweight or obese. And I'm not talking about people that are overweight because they're so jacked and have so much muscle. I'm talking people that are overweight is because of a problem with insulin. Insulin's like the traffic op hormone. And when it's busted, it sends most of your nutrients to fat cells. You become what's called insulin resistant, which means your cells are so packed that insulin can no longer stuff anything else in them. So then instead of stuffing it into your cells, it stuffs it into fat cells for storage for later, and its process gets worse and worse every single year. Now, how do you know if you're insulin resistant? Over 80% of the population in America has some form of insulin resistance or type 2 diabetes or pre-type diabetes, which basically means insulin's busted for over 80% of our nation. That's insane numbers. Another big number. Yeah, yeah, don't let them do that either. <laughs> but how are you going to know? There's a couple of signs. One, you're overweight. If you're overweight, the way you got there was an insulin problem. If you're overweight or your body fat percentage is not in the normal levels, normal healthy levels, because I guess normal right now is unhealthy, right? <laughs> like more people are unhealthy than there is healthy. Right. If you're overweight, you have an insulin problem. You can just lock that up. Insulin resistant. There's no way that you could gain more fat cells than if you had an insulin problem. Right. The more fat cells you have, the more insulin resistant you become. Number two is if after you eat, you don't have a lot of energy. You're actually tired. This is because insulin spikes and then radically drops after you eat. Because so your blood sugar spikes and radically drops afterwards because you're so insulin resistant. So if you get tired after you eat instead of energized from the food you know you got an insulin problem. Yeah. If it's tough for you to go to bed at night, you may have an insulin problem. And if you get tired during the middle of the day, you probably have an insulin problem. All these things are clear factors that you have an insulin problem. And the ketogenic diet is the number one thing to, re like the number one diet to fix and reverse that insulin problem so you can lose body fat. Yeah. That's why... It's recommended for so many people because if like literally 80% of the population or over 80% has an insulin problem and the ketogenic diet is a thing that regulates insulin and helps fix it, then like 80% of the population should be eating keto, right? Yeah. There's still that 20% that are healthy that could do like paleo or they could do uh, carb cycling, like do whatever else they want to do. But for those 80%, your best diet choice to begin with until you're in that healthy range, right? is going to be the keto diet. But why do people keep hitting plateaus, Ross? Like why, if it's the best diet for those people, yep. why are they hitting a plateau? If they're doing the best diet for them, why are they not seeing consistent progress? Yep. We've got four reasons why, Glenn. There's four. We're going to start with the first one. Um, you know, first off, you know, there's so much out there you know, people try to do their own research on how to do keto or, you know, different things to try. Right. Um, but not, you know, nutrition is never going to be a one size fits all solution. It just never is. Mm. Right. Um, so the number one reason we've got listed is that your carbohydrates are too high. Right. And so first question you're going to hear, uh, you know, you're going to ask yourself is what is too high, right? So Glenn, what is too high? 
how do I know if my carbs are too high? So you can test this um, with like a, a monitor. You can get a Walgreens and, and test your blood ketone levels or just test it in your urine. Um, but if you're not in ketosis, because you're consuming carbohydrates, it means your body's still blue, burning glucose. And glucose, for somebody who's insulin resistant, is the body's number one fuel source. It's like your body wants to burn rocket fuel, and it has like all this coal in the back. Now the rocket fuel, or like lighter fluid, will burn really, really, really quick, and give you energy really quick, and then it's gone. And this coal is like a slower burning thing. It's harder to ignite the coal. But when you get to it, it burns forever. Now, the coal is your fat, and this lighter fluid is glucose. When your body senses that this glucose is low, it doesn't just automatically switch over to burning coal. It has to bottom out that glucose. If it's low, it'll give you symptoms of low blood sugar, where people are like, oh, I'm hypoglycemic. Most of you are not hypoglycemic. You just have headaches from low blood sugar. But your body will give you signals like, hey, you're low on blood sugar. Eat sugar. Eat fruit. Yeah. Eat um, sweets, eat anything that's going to spike this, this blood sugar, and then it'll jack your blood sugar to the roof. And then all of a sudden you feel better and then you pass out. Basically you get tired, not, not literally pass out people. If you're listening, you get tired. <laughs> um, and the thing is, is you got to bottom out those carbohydrates all the way until your body realizes that it's not going to get any more carbohydrates. It's not going to get any more glucose. You're not going to give it any more lighter fluid. It has to burn the coal. Until that lighter fluid is gone and your body realizes it's gone, it's not going to switch over. So a lot of times, because we've worked with thousands of people, we'll see people post their macros or how much carbohydrates they're eating, and like 15% of their daily intake will be carbohydrates, which you're like, well, that's really low, 15%, super low. But in a ketogenic diet, to get into ketosis, you've got to be around five for most right. people, unless you're like a super athlete with like pretty good insulin levels. Just triple the amount that you should be having. Exactly. Triple. Yeah. Triple. So you really want, like, for, for this to work, you want to have your macros calculated before you eat. You want to figure out exactly how many carbohydrates. And honestly, for most people, most body types, most sizes, you want to stick to leafy greens. Yeah. Even if you start throwing in good carbohydrates like sweet potato, quinoa, whatever it is, it's still going to be too many carbohydrates to get you into ketosis and make you burn your own body fat and help insulin. Yeah. Big facts. So you should just be getting your carbs at first from leafy greens and stuff like that is what you're saying. Correct. Correct. As much Correct. as possible. Big facts. And then, you know, once you get into ketosis, once you start seeing, you know, consistent progress, then you can start adding in, you know, like, like you said, some of those good Carbs like sweet potatoes, quinoa, all that. Yeah, um, when your body's working correctly, when it's well, yeah, when it's working correctly, yeah, yeah, then you can. Most exactly. people think that nutrition is an A to B problem. You get on a nutrition plan and you get to your goal. That's not yeah. how it works. Right. It's an A to A one, A two, A three, A four. Every time your body changes, your nutrition plans to change with it. And if you're trying to go through a radical change of losing sixty pounds, well, when you lose twenty pounds, you're a completely different person. When you lose 30, you're a completely different person. When you lose 60, you're not even close to being the same person. Fact. So it has to change. 100%. But Ross, like what? If people got their carbohydrates in line. Yeah. And they're at 5% carbohydrates and they're sitting there every single morning. They're looking at the scale and it's not moving and they're on a ketogenic diet. What else could it be happening? Well, 
it might be step number two or problem number two and that your protein's too high protein's too high and probably people are like what i thought you're supposed to have a lot of protein in order what? to build these I muscles you're supposed to have a lot I of protein to build supposed, these muscles i thought i'm supposed to drink all these protein shakes and that's what gets my muscles big and that's what gets me uh gets me burning all this fat right 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 with with mm-hmm. a with a question mark at the end of it right yeah if you can't tell by the tone of our voice right it's probably it's probably not right um it's wrong too much protein is going to cause you to stall why is that glenn so you remember like five minutes ago we went over the what happens when you have your carbohydrates too high all that like cool stuff totally and how it messes with insulin so fat ketogenic diet is a high fat diet Fat has little to no response on insulin. Yeah. Carbohydrates, spike your insulin like crazy, raise your blood sugar like crazy. Protein, it's pretty neutral. If you're eating the right amount of protein for your body. Now, if you're eating too much protein, your body will go through what's called glyconeogenesis, where it starts changing that protein into sugar. Essentially, your body can only handle so much protein, and any excess protein is going to be, like you just said, turned into sugar. Turned into sugar. Now, boys and girls at home, if you're paying attention and you're eating too much protein, say you're just eating a ton of chicken and broccoli and you can't lose weight. Yeah. Well, there's not a lot of fat in any of that. That extra protein is going to elevate your blood sugar because it's going to turn into sugar, and then it's a carbohydrate, and then we're back to square one. You're not getting any ketosis because your protein levels are too high and you're not going to drop any body fat and you're going to be stuck. And then you're going to blame the ketogenic diet and you're going to say, you know what? Keto didn't work for me. It's crap. Yep. All because you had too many protein shakes and too much chicken and lean meat. All because you did eat like turkey bacon. Yep. If you eat turkey bacon and you don't, and you genuinely don't like the taste of turkey bacon, you're just uninformed. Yeah. hundred percent. The only people that should eat turkey bacon are people that like have a turkey farm or people that love the taste of turkey. Yeah. I don't know too many people that have a turkey farm or love the taste of turkey. Hell no. It's highly processed too. Like, yeah. Turkey's the worst thing. It's like eating Thanksgiving. A, it's like eating like a Oscar Mayer wiener, you know, it's like eating a little hot dog. At what point in time do we get to the point where at like what age were we like no longer happy with the turkey on Thanksgiving? Turkey gets all this credit yeah. about being this amazing thing that we love on Thanksgiving, but it's, it's really not. It's like a side. Dude, I'm all about Thanksgiving, bro. I'm all about, I'm all about the stuffing, bro. That's, that's good. Stuffing, mashed potatoes, croissants, gravy. Everything else. I'd rather have. Everything, Everything I'd else. rather have than turkey. Turkey's just so bland. Like, I mean, I'll, I will admit, if you got some good gravy on it, like some grade A gravy, to give the turkey some some flavor you know think about what you just said though yeah oh no it takes a lot it takes a lot that's terrible yeah that's terrible saying that like if you put a bunch of flavored gravy on this turkey it'll make it taste good right it's like saying hey this girl would be hot if she had a makeover and she had a ton of makeup on and she worked out eight days a week and someone else did her hair and all it it doesn't mean that she's 
naturally beautiful. Yeah, no, I just I want the natural flavor, and Turkey <sighs> just doesn't give that to you. Yeah, I want Alicia Keys. I don't want no makeup. <laughs> facts, big facts. Um, but yeah, no. Um, uh, oh, did protein lead to this topic? Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about protein in, in like turkey. Yeah. It's, not, it's a very lean meat. Turkey doesn't have a lot of fat on it. You're yeah. not going to get a lot of fat from turkey. Oh, so if you turkey overeat bacon. turkey. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. Yeah, turkey bacon sucks. Turkey sucks. Um, sorry, but we hate it. If you like turkey, this probably yeah. isn't the podcast for you. No one, no one like just has turkey. Think about turkey. How is it used? It's either you put brown gravy all over it to make it taste good. Yep. Or you put it in a club sandwich with bacon and ham. And avocado. That's a California club. That is. <laughs> but that but that's what I would put on it. Turkey put bacon guacamole. Big California club guy. Yeah, for sure. But it's only good if you add other stuff to it. Big Which fact. is actually good if you're following guys and you're a big turkey fan and you want a sandwich. It actually makes sense for you if you're going to eat a bunch of turkey to have a turkey bacon avocado sandwich and do it the California style because that's way more fat in it. Yeah. And it would be just to eat plain turkey. Totally. Get rid of the bread though. Exactly. Next thing we got to talk about is if oh. your macros are on point. If your macros are on point and you're doing the ketogenic diet, you got 5% carbohydrates, you got you know, 15 to 25% protein and 70 to 80% fat. Yeah. But you're still not losing it. You're still not losing it. Well, this is what could happen. Yeah. This is what is probably happening. I feel like this is like probably one of them. Uh, the other two are pretty common, but this is like a pretty common one. You know, it's a very common one. Very common one. Uh, you Most people say? actually do it. It makes me sick. It makes yeah. me disgusted. Oh. And not Ooh. sick at them, but sick that they don't know any better. Facts. That's a fact. Because I want to help them. I want to help them. I see them making this huge mistake, and I want to help them. And I'm like, oh. And it doesn't make me – like, I'm not mad at that person for doing this. But I just wish they knew better. I wish the U.S. population knew better than not yep. to make this crucial mistake. Yep. And also, what are we talking about? That crucial mistake is having your, your fat intake – be from inflammatory fats inflammatory food Fat. sources yes and that goes for it's just mainly just like you know shitty fats shitty foods like highly processed stuff used with just terrible ingredients um for example you know dressings that are um, you know, high fat dressings like ranch or, or Caesar, right? Um, using canola oil um, and soybean oil rather than uh, avocado oil or olive oil. And well, let's let's backtrack too, in case these people haven't watched the other thirty episodes of Thrival the Fittest. Yeah, that's what, um, yeah. This is so. If you're new, inflammation. The reason why these inflammatory foods are so important is because they slow down your metabolism. So insulin controls where the energy goes and inflammation controls how fast the energy is going to get burnt off basically to break it down as simple as possible. Yeah. If your body's inflamed, it's literally trying to fight off a foreign pathogen. So that's why you get all gassy and bloated. Like there's a war going on in your gut 
And that war slows down your metabolism and it can slow it down so much that you, even on a perfect ketogenic diet, you don't lose any weight. And if you're eating things that are inflammatory, like cheese, cheese. dairy, big one. Oh, if you're dairy, eating bologna sandwiches with regular mayo that has canola oil in it and cheese, but you're using a cauliflower bread, you're still going to have trouble losing weight because it's dirty keto. All the people that list their like sweets that they're eating, that they're making on ketogenic diets, that don't have a ton of carbohydrates, they have sugar alcohols in them though, and they got like, like uh, erythritol, they got a bunch of other things that can cause inflammation. It's slowing down your metabolism. These things that you're eating are drastically slowing down the rate at which you burn energy. And it can stall your process, create bloating, create gassy feeling, lower your sex drive, lower your mental processing, your focus, lower everything. Yeah. Sex drive, you said, too. That sucks. To it definitely that does, dude. No one talks about it, but it's a definitely a huge human motivator, and it's hormonally gauged, and if you are inflamed, it's going to slow that thing down. Yeah. So we're going to go back and forth, Ross and I, and we're going to popcorn popular things that people eat that are inflammatory on a ketogenic diet that shouldn't be. And just like Ross said, most of the inflammatory foods are fats. Yep. And if you're eating 70% of your fat or 80% of your fat and it's inflammatory, then most of your diet is inflammatory. Makes yep. complete sense why your whole progress is stopped. Yep. All right, Ross, what's the number one thing that you see that's inflammatory that people eat that they shouldn't be eating on a ketogenic diet? I, I mean, I already said the dressing example. Um, that's a big one. Uh, another one, top of my head, uh, peanut butter. Peanut butter. Peanut Super butter. inflammatory. Yeah. Like all nut butters, the nuts are going to cause a little bit of inflammation. It's def difficult for your body to break down. Yeah. Even if they're the high omega-3 nuts, like macadamia nuts and yeah. um, almonds yeah. and walnuts – they're still going to slow down your processing because it's nuts. hard to break down. Yeah. Um, dairy. Dairy in general. All dairy. Most people have a an intolerance to dairy, and it slows down your metabolism. Yeah. Most people don't get super lean and shredded when they're eating a bunch of cheese. It doesn't happen. You're eating a bunch of yogurt or you're eating a bunch of, like, cream. Mm -hmm. It's going to slow down how fast you can process nutrients. Go ahead, Ross. Uh, oh, non-grass-fed meats. So we're talking um, factory farm steaks, factory farm chicken, steaks. all that good stuff. All, all this, and all those processed meats, lunch meats, your lunchables, whatever you're getting. You know those are processed. You know there's a ton of inflammatory. It's like substances inside those and they're usually high on omega-6 and they cause a ton of inflammation. Yeah. That's all you're eating. Good chance you're not going to lose weight you want to. And, and it's literally, you know, saving a couple bucks, you know, just by, by eating that kind of stuff. Um, spend the extra couple bucks, limit, lower the inflammation. It, it, it's a no brainer. Yeah. yeah. Um, cooking with inflammatory oils or going out to eat, where they cook your food in inflammatory oils. Yeah. Everyone, unless it's specified that they don't do it in a restaurant, they're cooking your food in inflammatory oils. 
like canola oil, vegetable oil, soybean oil, it's cheaper, it's easier for them. It's much simpler. It's so much cheaper, in fact, that Whole Foods, who brands their name on being the, the healthier version, in their salad bar, in their rotisserie chickens, they use canola oil. They say it's organic canola oil, but it's still giving you those high omega-6 content, still giving you the trans fats, the hard to break down fatty acids your body can't process, still causes a ton of inflammation. So yeah. even if you're going to Whole Foods where you feel safe, oh, you're dude. still getting inflammation. Whole Foods is, is you know, Trader Joe's, for example. That's a place where a lot of people feel safe. Um, Don't do it. Don't ruin terrible. Trader Joe's. It's it's terrible, bro. It's You're gonna terrible. ruin Trader Joe's? Yeah, I'm gonna ruin Trader Joe's for for y'all. There's literally like dressings. There's hardly any uh, grass fed meats there. Not TJ's. Yeah, TJ's is trash. Not TJ's. It's TJ's. my neighborhood store. It's, it's I know. It's I trusted him so much. Mm-hmm. I was gonna invite him to my wedding. Pour, we're, gonna, we're gonna pour one out for TJ's. TJ's is no. is, is done. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Whole Foods is good though. Whole Foods is good. They, that's where I go. Um, Whole Foods they, and sprout, and sprouts. Yeah, sprouts. Whole Foods. TJ's. They all have stuff you can buy and make at home. But yeah. if you're buying the food that's already pre-made because you're lazy or you don't have time. Yep. It's a good chance it's inflammatory. Do your research. Look at the ingredients list on their Mandarin chicken. Yeah. It's not good for you. Right. It's not. Just because it's at Whole Foods doesn't make it good for you. Yeah. All right, Ross, your turn. Um, we didn't say this just had to be foods, right? Because um, I feel like a huge one is alcohol. Um, I mean, yeah, that's inflammatory. I feel like you were running out of stuff and you just said alcohol just because – yeah, hundred percent. Um, I mean, it's but it's 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 one of the it came to my mind because it's one of the more common uh, questions that that we get from people kind of starting out like, oh, can I still drink alcohol? And it's like, well, no. I mean, it's, do you want to get results or do you want to drink alcohol? It's, it's you go one way or the other, you know. Um, you know, once you get to that point. Like kind of what we were talking about earlier, where you, where you, um, you know, you're you're healthy, you're happy, you're not, you're you're avoiding plateaus and everything like that. Then you can, you know, enjoy some booze, right? Yeah. Um, All but, right. So alcohol was yours. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, um, preservatives. Oh, you so cut me off. You cut me off to say preservatives. Yeah, yeah, because I got you. So anything that has preservatives in it, like your Quest bars, uh, your like keto snacks that you might order online, most of that stuff is just chock full of preservatives that are going to slow down your metabolism and create inflammation because they need to make money. They need a longer shelf life for those products. So because they're not like technically a whole food, they're going to put a lot of preservatives in them normally. So look at your labels, guys. If it has like a million, not a million, that's an exaggeration. It has like 10 ingredients chances are there's a lot of preservatives in there. It's got like three or four, five. You know, it's a pretty solid product. All right, Ross, your turn. Damn, bro. You cut me off, said preservatives, and now you're trying to hit me with another one? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like hot potato, and I don't want the potato. Well, yeah, clearly, bro. Um, shit, I don't know. We said a lot. People get the point. There's one more way that you can be stalled on the ketogenic diet. 
And that's even with your carbs being completely in alignment. You got those dialed in. You got your protein dialed in. Yeah. You're eating basically paleo keto, keto where it's like only healthy foods, no inflammatory foods. You're eating whole foods. I'm using air quotes because it doesn't mean you're just buying food at Whole Foods. I'm talking about whole food like from the earth. Real ones, real There's food. Still, still a way you can fail and hit a plateau on the ketogenic diet. This one's yep. a little bit more complex. So I need you guys, if you're driving right now, I need you to pull over <laughs> and focus. Maybe take notes. Um, if you're in the bathroom right now, pinch it. This is going to be a long one. It's going to be a long analogy, but here it goes. Your thyroid production, T3, T4, and your leptin levels will slow down. And these things actually control your basal metabolic rate or how fast your body burns energy on a daily basis. As you lose body fat, as you lose weight, these lower, slowing down your metabolism. Why does it do this? Because you don't need as much energy anymore because you're a smaller person. Your body doesn't require as much energy to move you. Think about who do you think needs more energy, more food, and is a, like basically a fast metabolism? You or an African elephant? Obviously, the elephant. The elephant is humongous. It's two tons. It's so big. It needs a ton of calories, and it needs a ton of energy to move this humongous animal, right? Now, let's take that same example that the elephant has a faster metabolism than you, needs to burn more energy, and let's make it smaller, and let's talk about you right now versus you when you've lost 30 pounds. Who has a faster metabolism? You right now, or are you 30 pounds lighter? If you're 160 right now, and you're 130, who has a faster metabolism? You asking me? No, I'm just asking uh, the audience. Oh, uh, big, big a pause. Big that's pause. a dramatic pause, dude. <laughs> let me dramatic pause. That was a long pause. Uh, we, haven't done, we haven't done enough podcasts for you to know that I dramatic pause all the time. Yeah. But to get you guys off your cliffhanger, Obviously, it's the 160. It's a bigger animal. You're a bigger animal. Your metabolism is faster at 160. Now, obviously, at Reset, you would do a lot of tweaks to your metabolism to make it so that as you lose weight, we can speed it back up. You can process nutrients faster. But if you're just holding everything together, as you lose weight, your body doesn't need that much more energy. You're a smaller animal. So your metabolism slows down. T3, T4, and those leptin levels drop. Now, this is when... If you want any progress, you do what we call a strategic overfeed. This is something that we basically stole, took from, um, giving them credit right now, so it's not really stealing, um, from Bornstein and uh, Romanella, two awesome trainers that like we came up like just loving their, their content, amazing guys. But basically, they call it a cheat day. For us, um, a lot of people that we have an autoimmune disorder, stuff like that, it's a strategic overfeed. You're just going to eat a ton of calories. It doesn't necessarily have to be bad calories. It doesn't have to be inflammatory calories. It could be a ton of calories. But on this day, you don't want to intermittent fast. You don't do anything. You want to start the day eating at like 9 o'clock in the morning. Eat all day. Stuff your face. Then you can fast if you'd like to afterwards to get rid of the excess calories. But that 
that window of time where you're eating all those calories will literally boost the T3, T4, and those leptin levels because now your body's like, oh my God, we're taking in all these calories. We had to burn them. We had to speed up our metabolism. And that will take somebody who's got a smaller body and speed up their metabolism in the short term. And it should advance your fat loss and your weight loss if all the other stuff is, is taken care of. If you're eating non-inflammatory foods, your protein's on point, your carbs are on point, that right there should give you the boost you need to lose the last 10 pounds or, you know, to keep the scale moving. 100%. And those days are, you know, we like to do them on, on football Sundays. You know, some people are like, oh, I can't eat that much. On football Sunday, you can. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. If you guys have any questions about anything we went over, make sure you drop that in the notes. Uh, make sure you give us, you know, a rating. That's the be best thing yeah, for us. Five stars only. Yeah, like an Uber. If you get an yeah. Uber, you just give them five stars unless they're terrible. Yeah. Now, if you thought this was a terrible podcast, give us one star. We earned it. But don't but do that. Good, we don't want to hear that negativity, you know. But if it was good at all, if you got anything out of it, five stars and a review, tell us how much you enjoyed us in your yeah. ears today. Yeah, let us know uh, who your favorite person is, Ross or Glenn. And yeah. why? A descriptive why. Which one's more handsome? They can't see us, but based off the voices, let us know which one you think. Oh, that's not fair. Your voice is for <laughs> sure sexier. <laughs> your voice is so much sexier. Dude, no, you got a good voice. I like your voice. It's terrible. No. It sounds no. like a 14 year old kid from California that surfs. Hey, California's a great state. Not, not when you're 14. <laughs> All right, everybody. Hey, by the way, happy Halloween. This is being recorded on Halloween. I'm going to post it on Halloween. So happy Halloween. I'm super glad we're getting it done too before the little kids come. Yeah. There'll oh, be like chaos oh, yeah. in my house. Guard yeah. dog going crazy. Little oh, kids yeah, in the house. Got to throw candy at them. Um, okay, well, okay. What kind of candy are you giving the kids? Oh, dude. I, uh, I didn't do the candy shopping. Fiance did. Fifi did it. Um, and she got... I think she got Butterfingers, like just Butterfingers by themselves. And then she got the Snickers party pack with like other things in it. Um, but yeah, Butterfingers. Like Butterfinger for me um, and Reese's were like the go-to. Oh, I love, I, I, Reese's are way better than Butterfingers in my eyes, you know. Um, Butterfingers are like, good though. I, I like the, the fun size Butterfinger better than I like the, the big size. Yeah, yeah. More chocolate. The ratio of chocolate's better. That's good. That's a good call. Um, but Reese's are dope. Reese's I'm are dope. I definitely like. like a, I a like the fun guy. size Reese's better too. It takes way longer, but the they're like crispier. Um, and they have more chocolate. Yeah. The smaller cups are better. The smaller Reese's. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I like I like a king size Snickers though. I don't. <laughs> Oh, you got trick-or-treaters, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Trick-or-treaters right there. Trick-or-treaters right there. All right, bro. Hey, well, great podcast. Great episode. Great um, podcast. We'll, we'll see you next, next week. All right.